One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Get the Table on the Roundtable Discussion Podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm also a Dudley Boy. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael Sidrick here to discuss another burning wrestling issue, and that issue today is the end of CM Punk. Because earlier on this week, WWE rejected the chance to re-sign CM Punk. First of all, Michael Hamlet, your reaction to this news? Devastated, heartbroken. Uh, gutted to see WWE make its first mistake of 2023. <laughs> uh, like, all joking aside, devastating and heartbroken. Like, I like WWE. I like CM Punk. I wanted those two things back together. I did not care about um, how we would have to walk back so much of what he said in mm-hmm. the past. I didn't care about the perceptions of maybe what he could offer physically. I didn't even care about the potential locker room problems that he might have caused. Why? Because I love him so much, I'd already kind of figured all that out in my head Mm -hmm. on behalf of WWE. So, yeah, the story surprised me, but I guess you also have to be realistic. Mm. Like, like I'm already going through the seven stages of grief, and I'm at the point of, like, acceptance because it is CM Punk. Uh, Aye, Survivor Series was maybe too good to be true in hindsight, but I uh, refuse to close the door. I got, I got a problematic relationship with this man, actually. <laughs> so I don't know we're saying it's over, but I already described the title of this video. Sitch, any thoughts? Uh, my immediate reaction was I was gutted as well. Like, I, I know what the person <laughs> is like, yeah. or I get a, an idea of what the person is like because you can never truly know. Um, I just was desperate to see that promo. Obviously, I was desperate to see him in that context. In the ring again mm. is an absolutely tremendous in-ring storyteller. Literally everything he does matters and informs logically the next thing. The sheer level of detail and craft. Like he's an absolute genius at what he does. Um, I just needed to hear that promo above all else. Mm. I needed to hear that promo because if he was not coming in as a heel in this sort of... I don't know, I guess you call it like a like a meta run in which he acknowledges that he hates being there, but he just wants to corrupt it from within, <laughs> or he just doesn't care that people don't like him. He doesn't care that he hates it. He just wants to win some championships, be a nuisance al- uh, uh, along the way. If he was a babyface, which you'd kind of, would you have to be him as... You'd probably present him as a babyface. Mm, one, one in the All-State, especially. I mean, they're not going to... Yeah, you're in the All-State, as was heavily rumoured. Turns out to be a load of bollocks, but it was heavily rumoured. <laughs> this is a company that just exists in this incredible state of success as a result from TV rights fees. But they're not going to turn down a quid, and CM Punk would make a lot of that with his merch sales. Yeah. And the tradition is that the babyfaces shift more merch than the heels. Um... If you, what would he have said in that promo if he was a babyface? 
I was worried about Cody Rhodes and the reaction. If anything, it transpired that the WWE fans were kind of, they love stars. People back stars. It's the biggest truism in all of wrestling. But were they going to, you know, resent him for leaving, for creating a competition? Were they going to accept him as one of their own? They did. And Cody, because he's extremely clever, found a kayfabe reason in character to come back. And that was so successful that finish the story is a meme and indeed something that they are desperate to see Cody do. What could CM Punk have possibly said? And the thing is, it's the impossible spin versus the man most capable of spinning it. Yeah. I was just, oh, I'm devastated I'm not going to see that promo for now. Yeah, exactly. But I, 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 like both of you, I was gutted that when this news came out this week and uh, as, as much as I was devastated by that, it is understandable, mm-hmm. um, not only with his previous relationship, as you alluded to, Sige, with with WWE, but the circumstances in which he left AEW. And also, you know, we've seen interviews, Seth Rollins, for example, uh, with people who are currently in WWE who weren't exactly complimentary about the punker. But we'll get to maybe something down the line with with punk. Like you say, I'm, it's never say never when it comes to, to wrestling, as always. But is he worth the risk for WWE? Yeah, I mean, I should, after we've all said how disappointed we were and like come up with the reasons why it would have been great, to sort of reflect the other side of the conversation, there were a bunch of people that were so disappointed maybe in his behaviour within AEW or what they perceived his behaviour to be in AEW that they didn't believe he, well, either deserved a chance in WWE or didn't want to see him back in wrestling full stop, however you phrase mm. it. Some people don't even like WWE enough to like to want him there in any capacity. So it's kind of like to represent that voice a little bit. Um, that, like all of that stuff, the baggage that CM Punk brought would have been their argument for no, like you have to chase these people out of wrestling or whatever the, whatever the take is. I might not personally agree because I like CM Punk, but mm. I get that mindset. And yeah, the um, that he did obviously bring baggage. It would be, I, I had worked out a way in my head that a short CM Punk run across most of the big shows with very little of the muck of television and the, the grind and the travel could have worked, mm. but that was probably fantasy land stuff and there would have had to have been a lot of locker room contrition and almost like making a point of showing how willing and able he was to work within their system, you know, to be a spoke on the wheel in his own words, yeah. because he, he couldn't be one in a wheel that was custom made for him. Mm. So to be a spoke in the wheel, <laughs> he actively like kind of like called out all those years ago would have been an even bigger reach. I believed money and like kind of opportunity and a certain degree of catharsis, weirdly. I know that sounds strange with it being WWE. I kind of thought they would get there, and it's why I'm so subscribed to the Never Say Never thing. To Sidge's point about everybody tuning in and leaning in, Lenny from The Simpsons, what is he going to say? We were talking about this in the office, because we always talk about CM Punk in the office, he's that <laughs> guy. But you know that meme doing the rounds at the moment of like... Uh, Triple H getting, like, in the mid-2000s, getting interrupted, but it's by the Judgment Day's music because it happens on Raw all the time. CM Punk pulls the microphone to his mouth, the crowd awaits, and then you hear, I came to play! And straight away, you put the Miz out there, and it's like, I'm leaning in more. Here he is, like, you are confronting him with this, like, a kind of representation of the biggest obstacle of all. Is like, he hates all of this, and he hates him the most. Let's see it. Like, yeah. Yeah, every sort of... Every way in which you can explain why this would have not worked and mm-hmm. all of the problems he potentially would have created and all that sort of stuff comes with a version of it that also makes captivating television. Mm. He's, he's that compelling figure. I think the one thing most people agree on, even when they don't like Phil Brooks, they don't like CM Punk, whatever, is the wrestling industry at large 
is a more interesting place with him in it. And yeah. I, I think that extends even to all the reasons not to have brought him in. Yeah, when people no. were sorry. sorry, when people were suggesting like him coming back to WWE, they were already doing it with the caveats of like, just maybe give him his own locker room and like you say, do a very specific set of storylines with him, lay out from the moment he arrives, uh, you know, privately what he's going to do when it comes to Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, and, of course, WrestleMania. And many people were booking him just for that run. I mean, Andy Murray said he, he wouldn't even make it to WrestleMania, probably. Yeah, I was going to win a good bruise over that. He, um, Yeah, he's obviously had a variety of issues within the AEW locker room. Um, and the thing for, in WWE's defense for making this decision is the reports we are now hearing, especially now that old git is getting moved further and further away from creative, and Triple H is kind of taking the wheel with that, it's kind of a decent morale backstage for WWE, and this would be a complete wildcard chaos back there. Yeah, there's, it's not worth the investment. It just isn't. Like, that is the long and short of it. WWE is in a position right now that you could realistically describe as perfect with zero hyperbole attached to it. The gates are tremendous. The threat of Monday Night Football hasn't really embarrassed Raw mm. whatsoever. And the premium live events, you hear statistics. You don't get an original figure, but you hear statistics <laughs> of how 71% better performance than the previous year's version. He finds a record somewhere every show, yeah. doesn't he? He delves into the Wikipedia just to find something that yes. is best, best, actually. Baby faces are just over to a level not seen this century yeah. in WWE. They've got the biggest heel and they potentially might have ever had as like a top star mm. on top for that long. Um, morale is great. Like, they, why would they need someone who historically has completely buried them, who realistically has proven a trend of only influencing numbers for a short amount of time, mm. who's incredibly disruptive by all accounts, mm. who is at the very least, mischievous. I just, there's no value in CM Punk yet. Like, in a year, this boom periods are boom periods. They will bust at some point. That is going to happen to WWE at some point. But when, it just doesn't feel like it's ever going to slow down. It feels like they've got the perfect set of circumstances that they have striven for, for years and years mm. and years. They didn't have to give that many stars that much power or leverage. A lot of the wrestlers are still really underpaid. Um, it's still a destination to go to. They've, with, they've weathered that from AEW, which has its own problems now, where you hear rumors now in a paradigm shift that they themselves, a lot of the young talent are looking at WWE as a potential yeah. destination. It could not have gone any better for that promotion since 2019, where for the first time all century it felt like, oh, there's a, there's a power imbalance, there's a power shift. My God, if you're Triple H, you're delighted. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely delighted. There is literally no impetus to do a knee-jerk reaction. What's the point? Like, the thing about WWE is that it's not this really trendy thing that seems to have this natural lifespan that's going to go out of fashion. Like, pick anything from the past. Coffin outside, it's really throwing me off. My <laughs> Thank you. Where <laughs> it just, it's very... I know, like, it's so solid mm. and basic. And usually I throw these as negatives to WWE. But in fact, it could be the ultimate positive. They're not doing anything wildly on trend. They're not doing anything wildly fashionable that 
will you'll look back and think, oh, that's going to date quite yeah, horrifically, yeah, yeah. you know? It's all so solid and functional and yet a roaring success that it's not as if they've got this really hot thing and it's going to go away at mm. some point, you know? It's just, it's really like incredible promotion and booking without being really exhilarating, if that makes any yeah. sense at all. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Well, with that in mind, you know, and I don't really subscribe to the idea of, or oh, maybe this is all a swerve and he is going to show up at, at Survivor Series because I think, you know, Sean Ross Sapp and, and people like that have been very reliable with their sources uh-huh. and why their source suddenly would used to, would start working these journalists um, for the sake of this and then presumably they'd be burned as a source forever. I don't subscribe to that. But with that in mind, with what Sidge said there, Hamlet, yeah. is there a, um, a mindset potentially where everything's all right now? Like, I know it's Survivor Series in Chicago and that would just really fit the narrative yeah. really well. But right now, we could sit here and probably book pretty close to what's going to be the WrestleMania card. Mm-hmm. Like John John Cena and, and, and The Rock and the right yeah, strike yeah. aside. We assume Cody Rhodes finishes the story. He is the one to dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, for example. We can assume maybe Gunther has a big world title match at WrestleMania. LA Knight is presumably going to be involved. Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill, those sorts of people. It's all there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a... Very different times to what it was a few years ago. Survivor Series is when you're supposed to be able to start yeah. piecing it together, yeah. So with that in mind, the argument of not bringing CM Punk in is, well, if he comes in, you suddenly have to think, right, well, what, what do we do with CM Punk at Mania, for example? You don't want to just have him face, the, no offense to him, but the Miz, for, you want him involved in the world title side of things. And if you delay bringing him in, because potentially, and we'll talk about his return ever to AW in a, in a sexage, he's not going to go anywhere so why not do the stuff that we've planned out now, get to WrestleMania, put the title on Cody, presumably Roman goes away for a while, and then further down the road or on the Raw after WrestleMania, if you want to do it, 
you bring CM Punk in as a rival to Cody, and it's not suddenly like, right, Cody's now world champion, but there's no one else on his level. Yeah, um, I think... Like, I, you can't, I, even as a CM Punk fan, you can't disagree, like, with anything about, as you say, WWE's current setup and ability to get themselves to all their big shows with all of their big stars in all the positions they want them to be in. There's an example that sprung to mind for me yesterday, thinking about a time when, because if you've got, like, say, for example, Triple H, but there will have been other people to go, eh, thanks, but no thanks. There was a time when uh, Vince McMahon basically throughout the like the names to the locker room and the locker room almost you know almost unanimously went no and he did it anyway <laughs> and that was with the new world order and that was in f- like february so that was a month before wrestlemania and you're thinking hang on you have to throw your plans up in the air now because you've got the new world order for wrestlemania and you think oh steve austin stuck with scott hall yeah but The Rock works Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So that's Vincent Mann going, I'm weighing up my pros and cons here. The NWO might be a bust after WrestleMania, but look what I'll get. He was probably proven right. Ultimately, that Rock Hogan match was worth all the turmoil that they might have brought and all the rest of it. And I think that's where my sort of like old wrestling romantic head is screwed on here is like you would make it work. A star of that magnitude, a guy as captivating. And I think that's what he is. You know, I think he's captivating. I think Wembley was good evidence of that. You don't want people to be captivating. Which, and I think, right, so this is where I'm I not think, like, I'm not being, no, 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 I don't. But when you were talking about where WWE sits right now, it reminds me of there are people that love Disney as much as we love wrestling, right? And WWE have styled themselves as the kind of Disney of pro wrestling. And Disney, I didn't really know this until I started listening to these voices. Uh, Disney runs in eras in much the same way wrestling does. There have been periods where there have been like boom periods mm. for Disney. There are films that just die and there are periods where they're not really... That 80s weren't good for Disney yeah, at the, all. And then like The Little Mermaid was like their Hulkamania, like their oh, this God. boom period, right? Where you had like... And I don't want to like list all the Disney films. There was this run and then the same thing happened again. It went ooh, like that and then Pixar came yeah. in and Pixar films feel like they've got the finger on the pulse and then that started to die and then they started working on like kids' mental health. And you see these films now that are like, mm. you watch, you know, we watch them as parents. You are about to dive headfirst into this world <laughs> where you just think, man, they are like, they're touching some brand new nerves here. You know, this is, they're in touch with the world. And there's going to come a point where they're going to like, maybe not like, they're not going to bust. WWE has financially insulated itself mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But there might come a point where they need to get the finger back on the pulse and then is but the time he, to Is pump. he the pulse? I don't know. I, I, I don't think he I is. I think he's very good at making himself feel like the pulse, even if he isn't. And that's why, like, I'll say this as a, like, as a punk apologist, a truther, whatever. He's also very smart at knowing when his value starts to diminish. Mm-hmm. He is a short-term boom guy. But we've seen on at least two separate occasions where... As time goes by, whether it's novelty, whether it's what something, something like just goes off the boil a little bit, and you're like, like, and uh, now I'm not as hot as I was six yeah. months ago, you know. And I think again, a WWE run, not a long term thing, a run, a Survivor Series to WrestleMania. It's yeah. why it's felt so perfect because you could visualize a four match Survivor Series to Rumble uh, to WrestleMania run, but it doesn't have to be now. It, it definitely yeah. doesn't have to be now, you know, like. There would have been a time when we were talking on another podcast about Chris Jericho kind of diminishing his WWE returns, but he nailed it for a bit. He would get those short-term runs. And like, I think Jericho's a much like a smoother transition guy than a CM Punk. You, it's probably right and rational to, to sit out and wait and judge judge the thirst from. There's, there's, there's none from that WWE audience. Like there isn't. Here's the analogy, right? Imagine you are a really traditional rock group outfit mm. who have absolutely no aspirations of doing experimental stuff to please yourself or to take a bold artistic risk. That's WWE, right? Mm -hmm. 
they've never wanted to do that. They do things a certain way. Yeah. They are in love with the way that they do things, and they are adamant that the way they do it is correct, commercially successful, all the rest of it, right? If they like that and have no willingness to experiment, don't want to experiment, mm. and their studio albums sell by the truckload, <laughs> why would they ever want to or think they feel the need to go in an experimental direction that could go well or it could just completely disrupt yeah. everything? What's, there's no impetus on the WWE side for this to happen, which is incredible to me, but it's nonetheless true. I would argue because there will always be you have described them perfectly there, isn't that analogy? But there will still always be a capital M moments company and they will believe if and when they were to get CM Punk, they will do that on the basis that they can control him. Like, I don't know that they can, yeah. but they will they will make that deal on the basis that they can ensure that there is no, or very limited like locker room disruption. Everything that we saw CM Punk do in AW, they will believe, right or wrongly, that they can like insulate themselves from that and they Wrongly. can protect themselves. Maybe I, I don't like this opinion. You know, maybe. I don't look at look at Matt Riddle, the absolute state he got himself in over the last three years. Yeah, and this the, idea that WWE can control anyone and they're the alphas in management, like it was. He had heat with loads and loads of people. He squared up the people backstage. Mm, he I, disgraced them publicly, and they just let him because he was a star. I'd like I don't have them, but I feel like there'd be just as many examples where people like, fell in line or whatever. And again, I think Punk is, like, a different figure altogether. I think at this point, like, CM Punk will be as mindful of, like, protecting his own legacy and how he could do that within WWE. He will believe, we know CM Punk enough to know, that he will believe that in his own truth, and he will believe how all of that played out in AEW was righteous by his own set of rules. But he's also quite savvy, and he, to talk about finishing the story... I don't think he thinks this is the end of his story. And if he can leverage a bit of his control in order to have a nicer end to that story, I think he would I think he would play a bit more ball than people are willing to believe as well. I don't think it's just a WWE putting a thumb on a guy. I think it's him like allowing the thumb to be put on. This is the man that went on that frigging backstage show and said, I'm gonna change the culture. You know, like I work for Yeah, Fox. very savvy that one. I work for facts. <laughs> like, but th- there he was, like needing to sort of at the time, like needing to think, right, I have to like, I have to play ball a little bit. And it was a really uneasy relationship. It didn't end badly. I like, didn't want him then either, though. That's the thing. Well, you know. With an, an existential, well, not an existential threat. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But with a market share yeah. in jeopardy, a perception battle, mm. didn't want him then. Are we saying, like, so are we sort of terming CM Punk as one of the few people that know major wrestling organization would want. Is he that? Are we agreeing that, like... Yeah, no, no, that, well, that depends on the next point, because I've got one to make. I just don't think he's that bad. Yeah. yeah if, if a we, guy. If, well, yeah. But loads he, of people do. A lot of people do, and the people, people do, the yeah. decision makers do, yeah. quite evidently. Unless it's a work. If we, yeah, if, we, <laughs> if we assume it's a no from WWE, at least for now, yeah. I think it's fair to say, Sige, that and no offense to these other companies, no one else can get him. No one else can afford him or, will, or would be willing to risk him. He wouldn't him do him. it. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Now, even like with all due respect to Impact, no, not happening. Yeah. Million years, no. That's a never. And New Japan with their relationship with AEW, it'd be. I hadn't thought of that. Wrestle Kingdom. I don't I was think thinking, that would. Yes, I don't think that would prohibit them. No. Yeah, okay, I just don't. But in terms of AEW, is there ever a scenario that he could go back there? Well, that's the thing. Who is the biggest fan of CM Punk 
not named Michael Hamflet. <laughs> Tony, it's Tony. It's the Tony one thing Khan. me and Tony can't bond on. <laughs> yeah. I, like, someone else made this point, and it's really quite sobering. So if you're a big AEW fan, you might not want to listen to it. If you look at the current domestic business and the gates they're attracting, there's always going to be, like, when you're in this cold period that AEW are in, when you don't know if you're going to get a title Tuesday or the very real possibility with how Tony Khan books that you're not going to get a Kenny Omega or John Moxley or, Daniel, or a Brian Danielson match on a Dynamite. Yeah. And the creative just feels flat. The vibe feels a little bit off. A lot of things are converging at once, which is a separate podcast unto itself oh, yeah. <laughs> to make AEW a little bit cold. And if you like this sort of thing, by the way, hey. you should subscribe to our What Culture Wrestling Podcast channel. Put a link in the uh, comments, please, uh, <laughs> Mr. Nicholas. Right. If you look at this business now, right, in the gates now, there'll be a natural reduction in interest if they come back to that town in six or eight months and don't get any hotter, right? And how do they get hot at the minute? Everyone's got an answer. Everyone, if they were in Tony Khan's shoes, would have a knee-jerk reaction. The reality is that if there was an answer, I think Tony Khan would have stumbled upon it at this point. They are drawing like 2,500 people mm -hmm. in certain towns. Like last week's collision looked, I didn't, not for a minute suggesting it was as bad, right? And I do think they're going to have a much healthier TV future than WCW ever did in 2000. But it looked like one of those Nitros in yeah. 2000, like absolute top City Jones. <laughs> a shot of Ricky Starks. We talked about it on the Collision Review, that shot of Starks. He does his entrance. I was like, don't shoot him like that. You couldn't, like, you I, don't want yeah, it, I don't want it to look like this. Yeah. Still fighting for that company. We were in <laughs> Vegas wondering how they would cover the green seats. We were like, we were in Vegas for the Dynamite Go Home, Double or Nothing. And we were like, all right, okay, well, there's, still, there's a lot of green seats in this lower bowl. I'm assuming everyone's just going to come at 10-2. Yeah. 5-2 happens, <laughs> and it's like that was when the reality really settled in mm -hmm. for me. Like, you might at some point have to take the nuclear option. Yeah. Do you think you will? If it stays like this, do you think you will? Um, if I was betting money on it, right, I wouldn't put a huge wedge on it, but I'd, I'd stick a decent. I'd stick a decent one just for the odds right now because they look terrible. Like, I don't want to get into, for libel purposes, um, what you may or may not have done to Tony Khan at Wembley Stadium. Release the tape. Of, God, I just want oh, to see it. Oh. Um, that pop rating. It's a new heart, McGee. <laughs> but think of it like this, right? Someone punched their boss in wrestling in the face. Years later and they wanted him before he came back, they put him in a feature WrestleMania match when he couldn't even take a bump. Mm -hmm. And that man was Bret Hart. Like, these things happen. These mm -hmm. things have always happened. I think if they cannot recover business, they, in a year's time, might take the nuclear option. Would you have... Just, a, you can't say never. Would you have a AEW good have got the... They need him. Yeah. WWE don't. AEW very much might. And as I said, it wouldn't last a calendar year of the same numbers or the same interest levels, it probably wouldn't last that because of the behavior and the conduct. But that shot in the arm, this AEW might really need it. And those big matches that we didn't get to see. But yeah, but then that's another podcast. Well, Will yeah. we even see them? And one of them's in WWE now. Mm. The Cody one's there for them to promote it. That's it, yeah. The fact that they had that in their lap 
and chose now. It does look, it does speak to they were gonna the do measure. At some point, yeah, I it mean, does speak spend, to the measure of the man. Like, that's I get the it. thing. They've spent so long dithering on some of these matches that by the time they could now do them, are the stars as mm. like over as they once were? Like, would is you... Hangman Page MJF now as huge as it would have felt in 2021? No, when Hangman was really, really, really over. I've dithered for too long. And that's why they might need this shot in the arm. Yeah, you wouldn't book your fantasy AW cards as you would have done once upon a time compared to the, like, Punk versus X of, say, 10 WWE wrestlers or something like that. That's the difference, but I, it's where he fits. I don't know, like, I I can't entertain the idea of him being back in AW for years and years and years and years, but I, Tony Khan is... It was less than a year that no one could entertain the idea of him back after Brawl Out. Yeah. And yeah. he was back. To circle back to the, the title of this video, the end of CM Punk, and, and reference something you mentioned earlier, if this is it, I do hope it's not, but if it is, what is his legacy? Uh, like, no more complex than some of the biggest stars in wrestling history, oddly enough. CM Punk has done some bad things. Uh, like, in real life, like, we don't endorse or encourage fighting with your call it's dumb i know like it used to happen in wrestling all the time you do it every podcast <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be a better world where this sort of stuff can be ironed out professionally and people can like you know and it's like that sort of stuff is it is a black mark against his name and like there's these old values that needed to die r.i.p that cm punk kept alive in those scraps with jack perry and the stuff with brawl out and all of that but uh, in wrestling, the reality is, and some there are far worse people in CM Punk where the matches and the stories and the promos have been held aloft as the legacy of the wrestler in question. Way worse than CM oh, Punk yeah. as a person. And based on that standard, his legacy, like all the greats, will be his matches, will be his promos, will be his unbelievable gear. Like the entire choices that he made, like the promos that he cut. The, you know, and like for moments, and they were hot moments rather than longer standing ones, the difference he made to business, you know, we, we kind of have to talk in whispered tones about Money in the Bank 2011 not being this mega draw, but CM Mark Punk... Henry was a bigger draw than Punk <laughs> yeah. in 2013. But, like, but then at the same time, like, that summer of 2021, that Last Dance number, those YouTube numbers, the T-shirts, the people that we know that, like, CM Punk kind of brought them back, slash, brought them to wrestling mm -hmm. briefly. And then they saw the Summer of Punk in 2011 and thought, I don't actually like it. I thought, like, the guy sitting on the stage, but I'll not stick around. Like, he has been... He's been diff more difficult to track than a Hogan, an Austin, a Rock, but he's been a difference maker in a lot of ways. He has done enough. I would like a, I'd like a cleaner finish to all of this. Yes. He's just a paradox of a bloke. The same thing that drives him to sit cross-legged in 2011 on the Monday Night Raw stage, massive balls and say, this company sucks <laughs> and I'm the man to save it, is the exact same thing that compels him to have the conviction to think, deem himself correct about everything when that is patently not true. It's the same thing that... You're not going to tell him he's got a bad elbow drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just CM Punk. Just he's defiantly himself, and it's all becoming very worn and cliched. And I don't know. Like, I think the guy... The temperature I'm reading online is that people can't be arsed with him anymore. Mm. The man who everyone had an opinion about, just no one can really be asked to talk about. Like... The most interesting man in 21st century professional wrestling at long last, I think, fatigue has crept in. Which... It's like, I'm not saying that he is a shock jock. He's got so much more substance. 
Mm. Like it's 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 a shame, really, that a lot of people will think of CM Punk and just think, dickhead, punker and a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like because he's such a genius. Yeah, he's so well crafted in his work. Every idea that he has matters. God, I love him. He's so good to watch he's so good. when he's dialed into yeah. a professional wrestling program, but. In that sort of shock jock way, I think he's had one controversy too many, and people have finally become desensitized to CM Punk. The time is running out on what kind of run you get as well. Yeah. Like wrestling again will be kind to its legends, very kind, and like time time away tends to only enhance legacies and the the thirst for them to come back. But we saw in AEW like the time he missed was obviously where he was recovering, but the injuries were quickly yeah, piling back yeah. up again. Everyone's got a bump clock. A bump card, and like I don't think there's loads left on CM Punk's, and uh, yeah, like as the time passes on, when he can't be as physically great as he was at points in AEW, then again, that so good he'd be like great at 55 though. Yeah, he would. That's that true. He would adjust. He would adjust. Like value would diminish, but it wouldn't completely be gone. And I do. I'd like to think that that feeling of exhaustion with Punk, which you do see, like is a is a recency thing, and then the more time passes, the more he would still remain valuable. But I don't know. You know, we'll have to see. It's I love him. I think... Uh, I am a massive mark I for think, guy. I think he had the, the best feud in AEW. I love Hangman Page and Kenny Omega's feud. I think it's sensational. But him and MJF was just unbelievable. I think he had the best three and a half star match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but let us know your thoughts. Uh, I do hope this isn't. But if this, if this is the end of CM Punk, let us know your thoughts on his legacy or what the future holds for him in the comments section below or on X at what culture WWE. But for now, it's been Get the Table. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.